welcome to the 616 show the show where we talk about anything and everything pop culture related i am your host eugene joined by my co-host haven what up how you doing haven oh you know this is always the highlight of my week getting to hear your voice eugene oh you know that makes me feel great it's you're the highlight of my month Oh, this stop. Is... And by stop, I mean keep going. <laughs> this is your Monday wrap where we just kind of talk about things that have been going on in pop culture. And today we're going to lead off with a couple things that hopefully you've been talking about. One of those is mm-hmm. Mark Hamill's message about returning as a certain voice actor. Haven, would you like uh, to inform us? I mean, this broke my heart. I completely understand and see where he's coming from but since the death of kevin conroy mark hamill said he will be retiring his dulcet tones as the clown prince of crime and that clown prince is the joker yes this is not really unexpected i would say true but a little unexpected because mark hamill seems to love that character and have his fingerprints all over it I mean, he redefined the Joker. Like, he was basically just a one-note clown, did evil, made a joke at Batman's expense, you know, moved on. He gave the Joker, like, such depth and character. Like, I remember watching interviews where he was talking about, like, you know, reading the comic books in his cars in traffic and working on, like, different laughs of the Joker. Like, when he would be taunting Batman, how he would have a certain laugh if he was... You know, laughing at the commissioner, he would have a specific laugh. He redefined that character. You know what's absolutely absolutely insane is the fact that this guy was Luke Skywalker. I know. In the 70s. <laughs> you know, even if you're only a Star Wars fan, could you even mm-hmm. see that guy playing a character as insane as the Joker in the 90s? And then absolutely so not. Mm-mm. It blew my mind when I first found out because... I was probably maybe 13, 14 when I rediscovered the Batman animated series on a channel that doesn't even exist anymore. I think it was like a Discovery Hub or something like that. Oh, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that. How it had all those like weird kind of shows that should have been like on maybe Adult Swim, but were just teetering the line. Mm-hmm. So I was watching that one day and I hear the voice. And I'm like, that sounds very familiar. And I look it up and it was Marky Mark Hamill. I'm like, how the fuck do they let Luke Skywalker, like, diminish himself? But at the time, I thought that was, like, lessening him being a voice actor. But now I know and appreciate him more. Like, And I'm surprised, like, all, like, the little shows and appearances he would do for the Joker's voice. Yeah, and I I, th- I think it's, it's insane, too, because you can kind of define Mark Hamill's career in mm-hmm. two, maybe three different phases. If yep. you want to call it that, you had obviously his Star Wars phase, the voice mm-hmm. acting phase, and kind of whatever it is now where he kind of pops up in a movie here and there, and you kind of go, oh, wait, that's Mark Hamill. Uh, a good example was uh, Kingsman. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea that was him until I actually sat back and said, oh, that's that's Luke Skywalker. That was a great little cameo. I love that. <laughs> but what he did for that character, especially, I mean, just what Batman the Animated Series did mm-hmm. was kind of uh, reminiscent. I mean, it kind of it kind of tailed off the same effect that Tim Burton's Batman had. I mean, it brought a new tone, a new look, and something grittier to these yes. characters. And I think it really worked. Even back then, I don't think even in the, car- the cartoon times, uh, the cartoon Joker 
we thought it would it would have leave such a legacy as it does now because mm-hmm. you know from that you got every other spinoff that's happened and then especially the arkham games which i think really uh, sealed the deal they are cinematic and the animated series just made batman and all of his villains and characters just so much more accessible to people because you had villains like mad hatter scarface and dummy just like c and z listers that became fan favorites and are still going strong to this day but i think it it is it's a very honorable thing for mark to do i mean it i mean even the way he said it it kind of almost brings a tear to you i you know he always asks is mm-hmm. is kevin you know, our Kevin Conroy, is he going to be there? Is he going to be the a- yep. the actor alongside me? You know, that they were brothers. And I just am curious as to who is going to replace him now. I mean, I feel like one of the obvious answers is that Troy Baker, he's kind of been the go-to when you can't get Marky Mark because he can kind of sort of mimic Mark Hamill's Joker. But he's not on that same level at all. I don't think we will see another iconic voice for the clown prince of crime besides him. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is even this, especially with a character like that, Troy Baker does a really great job. He did a really great, great job with the Joker, but I'm not really going to be looking for the, the next great imitation or next great exactly. uh, thing next to him. Uh, but what DiMaggio did for the Joker, that, I mean, that was different. I mean, it yeah. was, it was, it was, a little tough to get used to when you started the movie, but by the end, you you know, you felt like this was his Joker. And that's what we're kind of looking forward to. What I'm looking forward to is mm-hmm. who can bring the next voice for this character. Not so much uh, who can do the best Mark Hamill impression. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally right. with you. They got some big clown shoes to fill. Big clown shoes. And then obviously the next Batman. We've, we've had a couple actors fill in on different movies, especially the Warner Brothers animated films. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, there's just something missing about that character's voice that we don't that we got with Kevin's. Maybe it was just the stoic, dark, you know, embellished. I mean, he had that grit, that brooding, like you could just hear it. Like he just didn't deal with bullshit. Just like I'm here to get the job done. And that's it. No laughs, no jokes, just bada bing, bada boom. Oh, I'd love to hear that in an animated film. (laughs) (laughs) As Batman's about to deliver the final blow. Bada bing, bada boom. Bam. <laughs> Let's replace uh, I am the knight or I am vengeance, the whole quote <laughs> with the bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> oh my God, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to a universe he was a part of, is, was, but Star Wars. Oh. So, Haven, we got a brand new trailer for a much anticipated show that is dropping later this year. And it it was glorious. So we saw a new trailer for Mando season three. We got to see some favorites come back. Grief. We saw the armorer. And I feel like I want to label this season armor wars. Just with all the Mandos we've seen just falling out of the jet carriers, in the bars, (laughs) in the dunes. This is going to be all out like... The Mandalorian Wars 2.0, <laughs> taken yeah. from uh, from KOTOR. When I watched it, I said, how does Pedro Pascal have any time for Star Wars anymore? I mean, he's in everything. So, he has been like burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, so where does he have time to sh- shoot a season for this show? He's got The Last of Us. He's mm-hmm. got all these movies that have come out, too. I mean, the man's working overtime. 
But you know what's great, though? He's, he's a chameleon almost at it. It's just you can separate Man- Mando from Joel, his character in The Last of Us, yep. from uh, his character in Wonder Woman. It's just completely different people. Absolutely. It's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it looks it looks exciting. And when he said that he was going to Mandalore, I mean, I mean, that's every fanboy's oh. dream. That's only the what the uh, the legends fans dream about. I mean, this is going to be as close to like live action Clone Wars as we could ask for. You know, we're going to see uh, Katie Sackhoff come back as Bo-Katan. I bet we might probably see some other fan favorites. I'm hoping we get to see a Hondo soon enough. We got to tie it into uh, to Galaxy's Edge anyway, right? Yes. As much as we can. And <laughs> I think, I mean, the story seems pretty straightforward. I mean, like he they implied in that trailer, he has to seek redemption for uh, mm-hmm. breaking his code. But also we have to remember, too, he also has the Darksaber, is now yeah. the owner of the Darksaber. So, I mean, we wouldn't be surprised if he was being hunted by half the galaxy for it. Oh, there's no doubt that Vizsla, John Favreau, Mando is still coming after him. You know, Katie Sackhoff is gonna hold a grudge. It's yeah. gonna be Mando versus Mando, like a civil war of Mandalore, and I'm all for it. <laughs> but in the end, I feel like we're probably just gonna see Mando and Grogu going off, you know, Lone Wolf and cubbing it, just being a clan of two. He's gonna start all this shit in the Star Wars, stir everything up, and then be like. You know what? I'm good. Uh, you, you guys just keep going. How long do you see this series continuing on for? I mean, until we just kind of say, uh, you know, I'm good. Let's move on to other Star Wars properties. It really depends on what their long term plans are for Rogu, I think, because the first season was good. Second season turned into a lot of like video game in between scenes where it's just like he's going off on side mission after side mission. And it's cool and clever, but what's it? What's he actually doing? You know? Yeah. And it felt very, like you said, fan servicey. Um, we got yeah. a lot of uh, returning characters. And I felt, you know, for, for those who are Star Wars fans, it was great. But at the end of the day, you got to tell a story and a legitimate one. And yeah, it just it felt like when this season started to hit little dips, you brought someone else in and it brought it back up. But I mean, that novelty can wear off over a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it won't be the last we've seen of him at most. Probably we can expect two to three more seasons of Mando. But I wouldn't hate it if he became more of a side character throughout the Star Wars universe and maybe just popped up every now and then or had a special or two. I wish we could see a Mando movie, but I don't know if those are in the cards. Yeah, and what else can you do outside of that? Yeah. Maybe you bring him into movies. But yeah, I, then I also see if we look back at that trailer, you get a little uh, fleeting glimpse of Jedi and it looks we like do order sixty six once again. How many times do you have to open that wound? <laughs> for real, people are so mad at Filoni for just constantly throwing order sixty six like different viewpoints back at us. You know, I, I I'm kind of okay with it because it is. I think we need to we need to hammer in and really and really show that that was such a a turning point for the Republic and the galaxy, the galactic. Uh, you know, universe in general. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I said, like I said, we th that can't be the most traumatizing that thing that's ever happened, though. I mean, we still haven't gotten very much information about what happened with Mando's past, other than what we saw in season one. Yeah, like we know he's been attacked by droids, but we don't know his upbringing. We don't know what got him to the bastard that was going to be like, I'll take you in cold or I'll take you in warm. Yep. We know nothing other than his first name or his, his, his real name. I mean, I'd personally like to see other characters, you know, from legends that we loved. Like who would who would be your top pick? Oh, without a doubt, Dash Rendar. Oh, really? Yeah. Were you not a fan of uh, Shadows of the Empire? I played I I played that game the least amount of the Star Wars ones. I played that like when I went over to a friend's house that had that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's there's there's nothing super unique about him. He just seems like a. Uh, uh more of a han solo but on steroids kind of character what about you see i would like to see them go more into are you following the high republic comic books from marvel right now most of it i've seen a lot of stuff you shared though for sure mm -hmm. i think they need to delve into that because this makes jedis cool again they aren't the dogmatic like we are peace bringers but let's fight wars they're like the they're like detectives. They go into missions. They actually care and show emotions. It's not just like, oh, I can't have attachments. I'm a Jedi. This is the Force, and I must follow it. They do shit, and it's good shit. So you want to see stuff from the past, though, like yes. that kind of stuff. Okay, but I do, I do believe they are working on something like that. But is there anything? I kind heard. Of I saw Diego Luna, I think, in an interview said, he wanted to play one of the main Jedis in the latest series of the High Republic. But concerning anything post uh, Galactic Empire, Wizards Empire, yeah, kind of in the same timeline as Mando. Is there anyone specific that you'd want to see? You know, I mentioned earlier, but I would like to see more of Hondo. He was just a fun character for me, and. I think you could do it a little bit darker, make him more serious, like a real smuggling pirate. And I think that'd be a fun series, something different. Maybe you can tap into like the Andor market with that to where you can have a badass, you know, killer running around. And if Andor showed us anything, it's that we don't need to see Jedi all the time. Exactly. Yeah, I'm OK with that. I'm OK. I just hope Star Wars doesn't take too much of the same oversaturated route that Marvel has where mm -hmm. we're getting something new every three or four months. And I, I think especially with something as touchy as Star Wars, I think you can definitely, definitely wear people out a lot quicker than Marvel. Uh, only because when you, you can only associate so many things with Star Wars as opposed right. to Marvel. When you think Star Wars, the first thing that in my opinion comes to mind is Jedis, you know, laser mm -hmm. swords, uh, yeah. Dog fights in space. Death uh, Star. Wookie. Death Star. Jedi. Joy. We can only wish so hard because, you know, they're going to give us what we want. So we can't want too much. I was going to say, but is that what we need? Do we need to get everything we want? No, no. Because then we're just going to be spoiled fans and no one wants they to spoil their fans. Because look what <laughs> happened with the Rise of Skywalker. That's what spoiled fans get. Is anyone happy with how that ended? Hell no. Yep, that's what spoiled fans get is the rise of Skywalker. So lesson <laughs> learned. Never again. Ever. On to the next subject as far as trailers. We have 
Another favorite that we like, I'm not sure everyone else likes, but we personally like is Invincible. Yes. Season two. And it wasn't really a trailer. It was a teaser. It was a teaser about a teaser, I think. I was going to say, was it really a teaser? Or was it just kind of like a, I don't even know what to call it. Just like an yeah. idea, a thought. Yeah. So you you obviously saw said teaser. I just watched it before we started. And I remember when I said to you, yeah, it seems to me like they're not even ready to show us anything. So they just threw something together. Ow. How are they not ready? They've had like three years at this point. You know what? I'm still come from that school of waiting a couple years for new stuff to come out. I don't care to see stuff come out every three or four months. I'm I'm still subscribed to, you know, if I have to wait three or four years for new stuff for a sequel, that's fine. Hopefully it's, it's not worth a it. Sequel, it's a second season. Do you yeah. really want to wait four years in between each season? Could you imagine if Game of Thrones did that? They finally might have given George R. R. Martin time to catch up with the books. Uh, even then, he'd never have a book out. So that's true. It wouldn't matter. It would not matter. Uh, I mean, busy schedules. Amazon was tied up with uh, Lord of the Rings and other billion-dollar shows they're creating. You know, boys, I will give them a break for the boys. The boys is turning it out quicker than than Invincible is. That's true. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you know and i mean they're what we just got someone just teased the season four one of the producers right on twitter said he just oh, they just filmed man. one of the most disgusting things he's ever seen in, <laughs> in his career which yeah if, if anyone's seen uh the first episode of season three you go how in the hell that's a high like, bar to hit yeah and yeah i'm going through my head what could be absolutely worse than what we saw in that first episode as far as shock value or even just boys value uh of violence or you know awe we'll call it that i mean they've changed the game on like gore and just gross out factor but <laughs> there's no way any other show would get away with what they're doing if you just threw that into it imagine Absolutely. mando being just like if they had made a if they made a star wars movie just like the boys i mean first of all <laughs> that'd be incredible but anyway uh when you come when it comes to invincible i mean did you watch the run or what read the uh the run by any chance when i was say in middle school i was kind of a fan of invincible mm -hmm. like i read it just because uh buddy gave me like some issues of it one time i was just like okay yeah this is a pretty good book i didn't really understand or like cared about what it was at the time but you know now that i've grown over older and you know rediscovered it with the show i went back and read the old series I actually got the first full compendium for Christmas. Nice. I love that. There's definitely a tonal difference. It's not about the gore and laughs as much as it is in the show. They have a lot to work with. And I think they do a pretty good job of compressing that entire series, you know, into, in, into a single season. Not, you know, compressing chapters of that series into single seasons. Because I believe, I think that, series ran like 14 odd years um you know tons of issues uh many many side stories a lot of different arcs that went on and but it did tell a big overarching story which came to a very i think very satisfying close i mean this this show the show isn't going to have a lack of materials to use as long as they oh, stick to no. stick to you know the the content that that they're given 
Are you sure you want they you want them to stick to all the content that they were given? Because coming up, we could see something traumatic happen to Mark. Yeah, yeah, I think we all know what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, people who read the books know what happens. But how you know, I think I think Amazon is doing a good job of touching on certain things, but you know, I don't think you need to adapt every single thing that happens. And I think that's where a lot of disconnect happens with fans of illustrated or versions or books and the mm-hmm. like. But I think the thing that people get so attached to wanting to see every single thing that they've read or seen in a comic book replicated exactly on TV. But this, some of it, sometimes it just does not work. Imagine if you took yeah. everything that happened in The Boys and put it on TV. You couldn't run it on TV. You couldn't run it. No, it just, and it just wouldn't work either because the comics were okay for the time. It was like when you were reading them, it's, yeah, it's rebellious, it's badass, it's metal, like nothing's ever done this before. But if you actually stop and read it, it's not that good. No, no. And and you think the show is mostly just shock value and mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to incite reactions from people. You need to read even just the first issue and tell me it's that that's not worse. Regardless, the point being, maybe these seasons take a long time because they have all these content to sift through, but I'm okay with it because they do such a good job of condensing it. They did such a good job with the first season. They told that whole arc. They did. Uh, with Mark and, and uh, Omni-Man, that whole mm-hmm. arc, which took place over, I gosh, like 30 issues or some, some odd issues or whatever it was, 50. Like the first 20. Yeah, it took... Took place over that many, and they condensed it into one concise season, but also set up so many different threads. You know, it didn't feel like they were telling too many stories at once, but I do like that. Now we have so many threads to pull on. You can see, I can see a lot of seasons coming out of this. Oh, absolutely. And they're taking characters like the Mahler twins, robots, duplicate characters that were just thrown in, like at some issues, just as a joke. And actually making them full, fleshed out, awesome characters that you want to follow and care about. I'm definitely along for the ride. Back when we were halfway through the first season and they announced that Seth Rogen was adapting Invincible movie. I was afraid like we were going to get Invincible fatigue just because we're halfway through the first season. Now you're talking about a movie. Then they announced the second season. It's just how can you tell the same story all these different times at the same time it's it's how that's just shows how reactionary the industry is oh this thing is hot right now everyone loves this well we got to give them more of it i'll never get sick of pedro pascal you keep giving him to me oh well he well he's a treasure that is uh what do they call him <laughs> they call him uh what do they call they call him some some type of daddy i forget i saw it on a TikTok. oh i saw the interview uh he says i'm america's slutty daddy Oh my gosh! Let's not. <laughs> let's not. Let's not do that to. Uh, you know, let's just call him Dad, okay? Where did that come from? <laughs> Who's calling him that? Let's just call him Dad. Let's keep it PG. He's the galaxy's dad. He is Dad. That's all. I'm gonna, that's all I'm gonna refer him to. <laughs> anyway, that is our recap of things happening in our universe at the moment. What do you guys think? Mark Hamill, trailers, teasers of teasers. You can always find us on YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok. And we're here every Monday with a brand new episode just to have little fireside chats about everything and anything pop culture as promised. But Just try and stop us from getting together. 
Oh, you'll never stop us. <laughs> I am your host, Eugene. I'm Haven, huge fan. This has been the 616 Show. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs>